So tonight we begin Perak Aleph, and before we start the Perak and learn the, some of the Psukim, I think it's so important that we get a proper understanding and a proper frame of reference of the mistakes that Shleimai made and what exactly the, he is being criticized for in the Perak. The Shira started as the Schosli Linishma Sichaskal Shraga ben Avram Yehuda, Shosli Schosli Linishma Sabachil Machabanasher, Majib and Daniel Kemelos ben Shemshanarye, and Esther Terobas Sichaskal, as well as the Schosli for Shleim of Chaim Yeshua ben Malka, Tinak ben Chaya, and Chaim Dov ben Minorachu. So I want to start with the um, introduction that the article gives to this parak, and even if some of the ideas are repetitive from a previous shiurim, I still think it's important that we gain a proper perspective on Shlomo Melech, because if you read through the psukim and don't really get an understanding of what the Mepharshim explained really went on, you'll come out thinking that Shlomo Melech was just a regular guy like one of us who went on the internet, clicked on the wrong thing, and unfortunately went down a rabbit hole of Taivas. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Chas v'shalem. Every decision that Shlomo makes was made l'shem shamayim, was made deliberately with pure intentions. And our job is to try our best to understand those intentions and try to learn the lesson of what the Navi is trying to teach us. But not chas v'shalem to come away thinking that Shlomo Melech was a regular dude who went off to Derech because that is the furthest thing from the truth. So let's start with the introduction that the art scroll gives when Shlemah's Malchus begins, it was expected to be a continuation from the Madrega that David had left off. Obviously, David had reached a very high Madrega. And in the beginning, Shlemah is successful because Hashem gives him a bracha. Hashem tells him, you can have whatever you want. Shlemah asks for Chachma, and Hashem promises him, not only will he get Chachma, but he will also get Oisher and Kavod. However, by the end of Shlemah's Malchus, there was some stagnancy. There was a lack of growing that should have continued and should have been up to the level of David. Now, Shlomo remained a tzaddik. And for someone on our level, we would not have been criticized for it. But on Shlomo's level, he was expected to live up to the high standards of David. Apparently, that was within his kaychas. And that is what he was being held accountable for. And the Pasuk makes this clear because if you look in Paragdalid, it says, Elikav, his heart was not as complete with Hashem, Kilvav David Aviv, to the same level that it, his father David was. Now, if you read the Psukim straight off and, and it says that Shlomo went after Avodah and you think that Shlomo served Avodah so it's the understatement of the century that he didn't follow in the path of David his father. There were much stronger terms to say that a king did, Vayas Hashem, as we will see several times later in Malachim. So obviously, if the Navi is criticizing Shlomo by saying he didn't live up to David's standards, it doesn't mean that he went full force off the derech. Furthermore, the Gemara makes this clear, the Gemara in Bava Basra, on Dav Kuf, Tezayin Amad Aleph, says that David left behind the son like himself, and the Medrash and Shiashirim also compare Shlomo to David favorably. So we have to understand then what exactly was Shlomo's failure on his level. Now, there are three mitzvahs that were given to a Melech. The mitzvah not to have too many horses because you might bring the people back to Mitzrayim. The mitzvah not to have too many wives because they might turn your heart away from Hashem. And the mitzvah not to have too much gold and silver. And the Ramban on, this, on these mitzvahs explains the reasoning that these are what a Gentile king holds himself up and uh, makes himself grand. He makes himself, he boasts about the fact that look how much, how big my army is. Look how many wives I have. Look how much money I have. And a Jewish king has to separate himself from that type of behavior. He has to show restraint. He has to show moderation. I'm not like all the other kings. And yes, there is a minimum amount of horses and wives and gold that he needs just to uh, demand the respect of the office, demand the respect of the malchus. But to go without limits and run 
after whatever you desire, like all the other kings of the, of the world, is not an appropriate type of behavior. Now, Shloimai makes a cheshman that the Torah says, don't do it because you might go back to Mitzrayim. Don't have too many wives because they might lead your heart astray. I am smart enough that I won't bring the people back to Mitzrayim and my heart won't go astray. And even though he fails in that eventually, but we have to understand what was Shleimah's cheshman to begin with. It doesn't matter if you think the reason doesn't apply Shleimah, but at the end of the day, it's a mitzvah in the Torah. It's a befeish mitzvah in the Torah. Don't do X, and Shleimah goes and does X. So how, what, what exactly is Shleimah's cheshman to think that somehow he could go and be over these, these clear and specific lavin in the Torah? So there is a bear, Moshe, and this is based on a Kabbalistic idea, something that we talked about before, which was that Shlomo was convinced that he was ushering in Yemaisa Mashiach. Klai Yisrael was united. The other nations of the world looked up to Klai Yisrael as morally superior, as smarter. Everyone had, was wealthy. There was no famine, war, jealousy. Everyone was prosperous. And so these are conditions given by the Gemara and brought, brought down by the Rambam as conditions of the Yemaisa Mashiach. So Shleimai felt, why did Hashem give him all these brachas? Because the world is about to enter Yemaisa Mashiach. So Shleimai understood that when the Torah gives these lavin, that's for a regular person. But someone who has to become Mashiach, he has to be able to overcome Taivas in order to get fit into that role, in order to grow into Mashiach. And therefore he felt he should put himself in a position where he might be subject to these Taivas, overcome them, and in that way, not by not being nichshol, he'll be right to be Mashiach. And that was his mistake, is that he thought that in order for him to be Mashiach, he would have to um, put himself, uh, uh, open himself up to these disyonis, overcome them, and in that way be zaycheh for the role. Now the Medrash says that it would have been better for Shlema Melech to have cleaned sewers in front of homes rather than it be written about him that his wives caused him to go astray. Now, Shlomo did not run after wives, meaning Shlomo did not marry a lot of women because he had an oversized taiva. Because if that was the case, there was no reason to go to foreign nations to marry women. There were plenty of eligible women, beautiful women in Klai Yisrael that he could have married. So why did he go to the other nations? Because he wanted to spread recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He wanted to bring the other nations into the world to have Akara of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So he figured, I'll marry the powerful, the princess of the powerful king. And through, through, the, through my queen, I'll be able to influence her nation and that way bring them under Tachas Kanfei Ashkina and they'll have Akara of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and that will help to usher in the Yemais Mashiach. So why did his plan not work? Well, there's two reasons. One aspect is that the women that he brought in did not uh, properly convert. They didn't give themselves over completely to Yiddishkeit. And instead, they brought their Tomah, they brought their Avodah with them. Instead, what should have happened is they should have remained in their home countries, and the Nitzaytas of Kedusha should have been extracted there. So while Shleimai is Megayar, his wives, but they didn't convert wholeheartedly, and each privately remained loyal to their own Avodah and that's the meaning of the Maimar of Chazal. What does it mean he should have cleaned sewers in front of homes? It means he should have gone out to those impure foreign nations to fulfill this mission of bringing them rather than bring them into his own home. By bringing them into his own home, he basically gave them status. He gave them stature and in that way strengthened their Tumah, strengthened their ability to influence using Avodah and the second aspect is that as lofty as Shlomo's intentions were, at the end of the day, he made a mistake. 
No human being is allowed to make cheshbonah. It's not even someone as smart as Shlomai to say that I have an understanding and I have a cheshbonah that supersedes what the Torah says. So Shlomai's intentions, just like his wisdom, were truly lofty, were unsurpassed. But at the end of the day, you don't have the right to ignore the words of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And that was the failure of Shlomai Melech was that, yes, it was a pure intention. Yes, he did have a lofty goal of ushering in Yemais Mashiach, but at the end of the day, you can't be over what it says in the Torah. Hashem has a plan, and you got to follow within that plan, and you can't start making your own cheshbonos to do it your way. And in fact, Shleimai is moided to this, because if you look at the end of Kaheles, the Sefer Kaheles is that Shleimai goes and tries everything in the world using his Chachma. He gains all of these material possessions, and he uses his Chachma. What does he say at the end of the Sefer? Is that with everything that he gained, and with all of the Chachma that he had, Saif Tavar Nishma is what? At the end of the day, with all of the wisdom, and with all material possessions, and with everything that a person accomplishes, at the end of the day, it's just about Yiras Hashem. Whatever the Torah says, that's what you got to follow, that's where you got to listen, and you got to basically leave your preconceived notions, and any Cheshbonus you have, you got to leave them at the door, and you don't bring them in to your Avodah Hashem. Your Avodah Hashem has to be pure and complete, exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks for, and you sort of let HaKadosh Baruch Hu write the script. You don't help God write the script. Let God write the script himself. You just follow what he says in the Torah, and in that way things will turn out. So to try to understand what was the failing of Shlomai, Shlomai was kachem kachem. Shlomai had the holiest of intentions. Shlomai wanted to usher in Yemais Mashiach and he believed that he was there. But at the end of the day, what was his failing? His failing was that he shouldn't have acted as the maestro. He shouldn't have acted as I understand what the... What the um, what the plans are, I understand how the story ends. Rather, Shleimai should have listened to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and let HaKadosh Baruch Hu write the story for himself the way it should have happened.